my heavenly father. You know, when someone calls you father, that comes with a lot of responsibility. And I know that for those who are fathers in the house, that responsibility is not lost. There are exceptions because we also have fathers who don't live up to their responsibilities. But when someone calls you father, it's a huge responsibility. Here today, we're talking about our heavenly father. Our heavenly father that we relate to as his children. And we are his children both by creation and by adoption. So we are doubly children. And it's a great privilege for us to call him our father. And you also see, and that's why in, in, in Matthew 6, 9, our Lord's prayer starts by saying, Our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Three things I want to quickly look at as we run through this and round up is that God as Father loves. And it's important to remember this. That God as Father loves. He loves he loves us so dearly. And 1 John 4, 9 and 10 tells us, he says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. He loves. And John 3.16 that we all know says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have Eternal life. God loves. He loves us. And we're so dear to him. If you forget everything we say today, just always remember this. That God loves you. He loves you just as you are. Just as you are. And that's why Romans 5, 8 tells us that whilst we were yet sinners, that God demonstrated his love for us by sending his son to die for us. He loves us. And he's passionate about it. 
And if he could not withhold his son, it means that he would not withhold anything. He would not withhold anything. And when we look at the kind of love that we're talking about, the agape love that we're talking about, you look at the characteristics of his love for us. It's a love that is unconditional and is infinite. And just like I said in Romans 5.8, it's unconditional because it's just as you are. And he demonstrates his love for you and says you should come. Is a love that is so sacrificial that he will not hold back anything. And that's why he will give his one and only son to come to this world, to take on humanity, and to die for our sins. The love is sacrificial, the love is immeasurable. Is incomparable. And that's why he says, look, it's so high, you can't get over it. It's so wide, you can't get around it. It's so deep, you cannot get under it. That's God's love. That's his love. His love is perfect. It's pure. It's compassionate and gracious. His love is patient. And the Bible tells us that, look, he is slow to what? To anger. You know, when I looked at this again last night, I just thought about it. That yes, indeed, God must be really, really patient. You know, in some place in the Bible, they describe the Israelites as a stiff-necked uh, and if they describe them as stiff-necked people, I'm just wondering how do you describe us today? Eh? And if God were not slow to anger, I'm sure the events of Sodom and Gomorrah perhaps would have happened many times uh, over. Slow to anger. It's patient. Abounding. His love is abounding. And that is his love is abundant. His love is unfailing. And I just remember, you know, after the Lord delivered the people of Israel from the, the army of Pharaoh and they crossed the Red Sea and they got to the other side and then Moses and Miriam were singing their famous songs. Of, of, of thanksgiving unto the Lord. And in, in, in Exodus 15, verse 13, and then they said, they said, if your unfailing love, in your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. God's love is unfailing. God's love is unfailing. It is abounding. It is abounding. It's unfailing. You know, when I was, it just reminds me of 
a statement that my mother used to make when I was young. She had eight children. And you know, that was, that's crowd, right? And then sometimes she can get exasperated. Sometimes she brings something she wants to eat. And then you see like three people will surface around her and want to share it. And then, you know, she doesn't want to share. You know, sometimes, you know, the generous heart of the mother may want to preserve herself. And she used to say something to us in my local dialect. And she would say, look, that is mothers also die. You know, and, and as I was thinking through this today, and I just said, oh, God is awesome. God never gets exasperated. He doesn't complain. He doesn't say, look, I'm tired of you, or give me a break. You know, sometimes when mothers are tired, hey, 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 you just give me a break. Sometimes they have their own hour. You know, mothers who want to have their own uh, but you know, God, anytime you kneel down to pray, he doesn't say, mm, you've come at the wrong time. Go, come back later. Anytime you kneel down to pray, God is what? Isn't God awesome? And that's, that's the father that we have. My heavenly father. You know, that's the kind of connectedness I really want us to recover, to regain, and continue to live by. Because it's, it's important. And God is dependable. His, his love is dependable. And Exodus 30, 34 verse 6 says, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. So he loves. He cares for us. First Peter 5, 7 tells us that we should cast all our anxiety on him because what? He cares for us. All. 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 Don't leave some. Don't leave some. And Isaiah 46 4 says, Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am He. I am He. I am He who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. God desires and welcomes our fellowship and intimacy. And he just gives us access to him through Christ. We have that access, unfettered access to him. We have access to him at any time. To worship him. Anytime. To worship him. We have access to him at any time. To communicate our needs. 
to him. Isaiah 65 verse 24. It tells us, it says, Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. And then, yet, God loves. He loves. But also, God as Father disciplines. He does what? He disciplines. God does not fail to discipline. And it's important to know this. God as Father is not like an earthly father who tolerates evil in his children or fails to discipline them correctly. And if you look at Hebrews 12 verses 5 through to 9, it tells us, it says, And have you completely forgotten these words of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens any, everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirit and live? Praise the Lord. God as Father disciplines. He disciplines. God is also a Father of holiness who must oppose sin. He cannot indulge sin. Not for a moment. Because he is holy. His nature is incompatible with sin. It's completely incompatible with sin. He will not tolerate evil, even in those who call him father. And that's why you can't live in sin. And that's why the Bible says, how can we, who have said no to sin, Continue to live in sin. God forbid. We can't. Because God will not tolerate sin. Because if we are dead to sin, we can't be living in sin again. We can't. We should be dead to sin. But if you are still alive to sin, then you need to recheck yourself. That's going to be a block between you and relating with God. 
And then you, you need to settle that with God. And then God is saying, come, let us settle this matter today. And his name must be hallowed. His name must be hallowed. And then finally, God as Father blesses. He blesses. He blesses. So God as Father loves. God as Father disciplines. God as Father blesses. God as Heavenly Father blesses. Yes, he can punish but as well, he can bless. His nature is to bless. He does not take delight in punishing, but to bless. His nature is to bless. And that's why at the commencement of creation, what God did was to first bless. And that's why we see in Genesis 1.28, one of the things he did was to bless. And God blessed his creation. He blessed man. And he said, you know, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creation, creature that moves on the ground. And he continues like that. In Ezekiel 34, 26, he says, I will bless them and the places surrounding my hill. I will send down showers in season there will be showers of blessings. And in Deuteronomy, we'll see, see, I am setting before you today a blessing and a cause. The blessing, if you obey the commands of the Lord, your God, that I'm giving you today. The cause, if you disobey the commands of the Lord, your God, and turn from the way I command you today by following other gods which you have not known. So his nature is to bless. He blesses. And then God as Heavenly Father gives. He is generous. He gives. He will not withhold. He gives. There are times that he can withhold, but he gives and he's generous. And that's why he would give his only son in order to redeem us. And finally, God, as Heavenly Father, acts with mercy. As part of his blessing, he acts with mercy. Yes, he will act with justice as well as with mercy. And that's the God. And that's our Heavenly Father. In conclusion, God responds to his children based on faith in him and obedience to him. And that's why obedience is so important. Obedience is so important. God demands an obedience we can cheerfully give and should not withhold even though we could but we shouldn't. The obedience which God's children yield to him 
must be a loving obedience. Do not perform God's service as slaves to a taxmaster, but run to obey his command simply because it is your father's desire. Yield your bodies as instrument of righteousness. That's what Romans 6.13 tells us. Because righteousness is your father's will. And his will should be the will of his child. His will should be the will of his child. I just want us to bow our heads and begin to talk to God. I want you to begin to reflect and think about your father, your heavenly father, and begin to ask that you want to connect to him. I want you to begin to think about the character of his love. This father loves, but also know that this father disciplines. But it's important to remember that this father blesses. Let's pray that the Lord will help us this month to connect to our heavenly father and to make it very personal. My heavenly father. Let's, let's, let's talk to him at all times and refer to him as my heavenly father. Let's wake up in the morning praying to him and calling him my heavenly father. Let's build a new connection to our heavenly father. Let's pray that the Lord will help us to bond better. Let's pray that his will will become our will. That we will willingly and lovingly obey. Father, we want to thank you. And we pray, Lord, that as we come before you, determined to reconnect to you afresh, determined to build a closer relationship with you, determined to bond to you, that, Lord, you would help us to achieve that connectedness. Help us, Lord, to build that love relationship with you that is real and personal. Help us, Lord, to make all the adjustments we need to make so that your will will become our will. And that at all times, on all matters, under all circumstances, that we will cheerfully obey you. That we will not relate with you as a tax master, but that we will relate with you in love and obey you out of love. Thank you, Father. Glory be unto your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.